you to get the eye poked out. <clears throat> and now, about to witness the awesome, still about to get the eye poked out, crushing might of the Eugene S. Robinson Show. my friends oh i really am dizzy <laughs> it's like the time i passed out on the air and i thought we were having an earthquake in the middle of the show anyway welcome my friends eugene s robson show stomper uh, and the show today is uh, as it's written uh what's the matter with man what's the matter with it's not clickbait it's a serious discussion nobody else will talk about it or they'll talk about it with the wrong kind of attitude. We're going to talk about it now. V16, Eugene S. Robinson, showstopper. But first up, the music of Stigmata, Calling of the Just. The song has been as it is for the last... Ooh, since 2008, seven, I don't remember. Calling of the Just, intro, all of nothing from Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, the place where they attack your car with a hammer. And now the words that Bob Riley sings, it sets it all up. Listen well. I'm on my way back from nowhere. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, all right. So we got we got a full show, and then of course, then we're gonna follow that up with the "You Kill Me" uh, double header. We're gonna do a double header this week. Uh, Eugene and Kasha's uh, film reviews for reprobates. But right now, I'm gonna plug in the headphones. Let me let me try to do that. See if I can get some audio sonic production value. Uh, let's see if I'm getting any sound out of these. Not quite yet. Yes, there we go. So um, I'm going to start right in. Mm, there was a fight, and I'm going to talk MMA somewhere during the show. But, uh, you know, what used to be Knuckle Up and is now the show Stomper, I, I don't feel myself constrained necessarily by uh, what happens in the world of mixed martial arts as apparently does nobody else who works in the world of mixed martial arts. So uh, as well as those guys who have been fired and wondering, hey, why did I stick on that Titanic so long? Where am I now? What kind of a – well, fortunately, you guys are a discerning bunch. You all are a discerning bunch and have stuck, stuck with me. And so here we go. So I'll tell you where I started with this. There was a guy, I think his name is Kevin Peterson, and I could have the name wrong. I don't know. The name could be not exactly right. Kevin Peterson, who is one of these guys from the incel movement, and incel stands for involuntarily uh, celibate. 
And uh, as you may or may not know, a few days ago, maybe seven, I don't remember now at this point. Now, there's so many people getting killed so often with such great frequency. Uh, and this is, we'll talk about this. When we talk about the Avengers. Thanos is developing the power because he's got a pro-social kind of Paul Ehrlich deal afoot where he's like, look, the world is imbalanced. Too many people. Uh, we even up the number of people. We can have a healthier thing. I the remaining half of the world that I don't kill will live like kings because I kill and I do it indiscriminately, you know, much like, you know, like Danzig saying, show me how the gods kill. So I, I don't want to get too much into, into the Avengers. That's what the You Kill Me show is for. But uh, uh, very, very specifically, um, the guy says that uh, Kevin Peterson, one of these incel now spokesperson, for want of a better word, even though if you're on 4chan or on Reddit, and stumbled into their rooms. I don't know why you would necessarily, but I'm assuming everybody here can get laid if they'd like. That's off topic. The the guy had they gets a hold of. I think somebody from the Daily Beast gets a hold of him and they in, interview him. And um, he they interview him post facto to the cat in Toronto who uh, rented a moving van, drove it up on the sidewalk, and killed you know killed a bunch of people, mostly women. He he killed mostly women. Uh, so incel stands for involuntarily celibate, and it's uh, you know maybe like men's rights activism. Uh, it, it's it's a movement uh, or back Iron John where guys would go to the woods with other dudes and they would beat drums. Yeah, man, I just I'm just calling it the way it was said. The way it was said, they go to the woods and beat drums and hug each other and cry about their fathers. I could be mischaracterizing it. Sorry if you were there. There was an even Iron an Iron John book. I got invited. There are a couple things over the course of time I've been invited to, and I had to call bullshit on that in the worst way possible. One of the early guy early guys who uh, organized um, Burning Man, who just died, invited me to go back in the 90s, right after Oxboy, I think, had put out uh, King of the Jews. Uh, so it was really early 90s. And he was just like, and it just sounded like a beat scene. And it's never not sounded like a beat scene to me. Even when people were telling me, oh, man, there were threesomes and orgies and people running around the playa naked and the freaks and the drugs. And the. it's like, you know what? I'm not a joiner, man. I can do all that shit with one or two people. I don't, I, I don't need thousands. More importantly, the cat just died from, from Burning Man. And the rest of the people said, we're going to honor his memory. By putting tickets on sale now. <laughs> you know, man, if your anuses don't feel used, they should. Just like the woman for the woman who runs Afropunk. You know, I, you know, I, I've been in, in the punk rock since 1977, formed my first band in 1980. I approached the people at, and I'm still doing live music. This past week on April 27th, Boonwell, the Italian super group that happens to ha have me as a singer, put out the record called uh, 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 The Easy Way Out. So I'm still making music. I approach the people uh, at Afropunk, which is supposedly punk by African Americans, who and they've had uh, who they who have they had on the air? They've had uh, uh, they've had uh, Outcast. That's pretty punky, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and they gave me the high hand. So I'm a little irked. Black Rock Coalition is some another group of people that gave me the high hand, but we're not. This is not festivist. We're not talking about my personal grievances. We're talking about the involuntarily uh, celibate uh, 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 thing. So uh, movement. And uh, and it somehow ties into the male's right activists, Iron John, guys going to the woods, you know, 
which didn't sound like a good idea to me, much like Burning Man never sounded like a good idea to me. Sorry if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't want to besmirch your fucking character. Uh, with all due respect, people who do that kind of stuff are kind of douchey. Maybe you're not one of the douchey few. I don't know. I'm not a joiner. That I'm on my lonesome here. So, um, so the guy talks about, goes, look, the fact that this guy killed a bunch of people that we're not about killing. We're not killers. We're not even, you got to understand we have a dark sense of humor, but this is brought about by our plight. Now I was talking to a guy who was in the 68 Mexico city Olympics, or he was an alternate just missed it. And his life has been a kind of a product of, 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 uh, of just missed it. I'm not going to mention his name. He's written a few books, but I'm sure in this context, maybe he wouldn't appreciate me mentioning his name. And at one point he said to me, Yuji, you know, you know, men have had a few tough decades. And I go, starting when? He goes, well, since the 50s. Now, this is this is this is cloak lefty talk for essentially, you know, by the way, Glenn Miller played songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. It was all that nostalgic talk for a simpler fucking time, which which, you know, apparently. George C. Scott said it best, and he was like, man, the 60s were fucked up for America. They were really fucked up. And I'm thinking, George C. Scott's nuts. And then I start to think, well, in a lot of ways, he's right. Like, like at one point, Hitler had said, under every rock. And then, of course, because it was Hitler and he was a hallucinatory anti-Semite, he said, under every rock, a Jew. But I, I think, you know, I think you had social cures, but you still had the beginnings of social ills. You lifted up the rock and the genesis was maybe in the 60s. I'm not blaming 60s liberalism for it, but I'm kind of trying to figure out where this guy who was in the 68 Mexico City Olympics, where he, when he said a tough couple of decades, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, the women's movement and, and you know, the things in the, and, and so he was seeing that his concerns were existential. They, they, he was like, somehow shit that happened in the 60s during which he was, if he went to the Mexico City Olympics, he was at least 18 then, you know, that, so that means he was 68, 18. So that was, he was born in 1950, right after World War was a hardcore boomer, baby boomer, that somehow he, what he grew up with, with two parents that hated each other, but were military folks in San Diego, what he grew up with, the world had shifted so much, but this would have been a kid of the 60s. He would have been a teenager in the 60s. He would have been peace and love and long hair and getting laid. It should have seemed like the, the benefits of, of the liberalism of the 60s, smoking weed when you wanted to, would have, would have accrued to him. But he identifies the 60s as being a troubling period. And this guy hasn't had any, you know, the 70s weren't any great shakes for him either. If you remember the Disco Sucks movement, this was disaffected guys who realized, hey, there's a lot of pussy happening at places like Studio 54. And they cloaked it with, I don't like the music, Disco Sucks. You know, and they had this big day, the day disco died, and they took out thousands of disco records and ran them over. You know, you know what kind of fuck up you have to be to do that kind of stuff? Like, seriously, I'm going to take time out of my schedule and show up Saturday because WPLJ in New York said to do so. And I'm going to be with a thousand of other, other losers. And there's a lot of music I don't like. I have never once gone for a rally, a fire lit rally against it where we stomp on the records. These were cats that couldn't dance. Have you ever met somebody who didn't like to suck a dick? And they say, I have political problems with sucking a dick. I, really, what are your political problems with sucking a dick? Well, it just seems demeaning. In what position could I be put my body physically in that would seem less demeaning to you? Well, if you lay down instead of standing up, okay, I'm laying down. Does having my penis in your mouth feel any less demeaning? Well, I just, and then they begin the administration of oral sex, and it turns out 
they're not adept at it. People don't like to do things that they're not good at, but you, nobody's ever good at anything out of the box. So you have to learn. We're never in a position to learn. It's like a 40-year-old who can't read. So they just say, I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I don't like disco. Never learned to dance. Fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck. But it was an intensity. So what happened to this intensity? Well, it carried over to the 80s and to the 90s. So I'm reading this guy's fundamentally the incel, the incel manifesto. I'm reading this manifesto uh, at the Daily Beast. And this guy is talking about, you know, he goes, look, my, my mother kicked my father out. And I'm going, oh, okay, here we go. Another blame the mom thing. But he doesn't. He zigs a lot of times when he zags and zags when he should zig. And that's why I'm using him as a jump point for this. He goes, my, my, my mother kicked my father out when I was 17 months old. Pauses. Because my father was beating the hell out of her. Okay, not blaming the mom. She had, she had you know, justifiable cause. She got a restraining order. And ever since then, he's never been around. I've talked to him on the phone here and, here and then. The kid is either 18 or 21. I can't remember which. And he goes, I'm a shy guy by nature. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a shy guy by nature. And, uh, and I, you know, I went to school four or five years old. Now this guy, shy guy by nature, you know, you heard the Janice Ian song about at 17, I was the last chose for the soccer team, that, 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 you know, the, the, the plaintive cry of, of the beta. Uh, this is not pejorative. They're calling themselves betas. I'm not calling them betas. They're calling themselves betas. And he goes, you know, as a shy kid, I was insecure, I was nervous. He was a non-factor in the universe of men. He had gotten so used to being chosen last for sports teams that it didn't even factor into him. He, he, men did not even see themselves clear to bully this guy. He was a non-entity in the male world of run, kick the ball, run, kick the ball. Not there. So he's sitting by himself, minding his own business. The prettiest girl in the class, he says, walks across the room who he thought was the prettiest girl in the class, and looks at him and says, you're ugly and weird. And the other girls are like, you're ugly, weird, ugly, weird, ugly, weird. And th so begins the bullying. Carries over through elementary school, junior high school, acne kicks in. He's going through puberty. He gets to high school hoping for a new start. It's like prison punks. They can switch you as many times as you want, but who you are and what you were goes from prison to prison. And if you were a punk in your last prison, there's no such thing about, you know, who is it? Uh, 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 Scott Fitzgerald about second acts in American lives. There's no second acts in American lives if you're in prison. Your reputation as a punk will precede you and you will be a punk from prison to prison to prison, by which I mean not a guy necessarily who enjoys uh, uh, four, four chord rock and roll music, <laughs> but who uh, is used as a, a sexual receptacle by other uh, other inmates. Um, so this guy says, so, so here I am in high school and now I'm not even, I'm not even thinking about guys. I'm not even thinking about, I don't have any friends. I'm alone, but I'm torment. I'm tormented. I'm tormented by, uh, these women. And then finally, okay. I have access to the internet and I, I figured out that there are lots of guys like me, not football team captains, you know, and there's rep touchstones with Dylan Klebold, you know, the, the Colombian Columbine killers and, you know, um, and he's like, I, I, I find common cause with these guys who, you know, and so, and they, and they say, fundamentally, he goes, all that, the man to man, <laughs> the line from the uh, uh, naughty by nature, you could take all that man to man talk and stuff. And he goes, talk to toughen up, fuck you with that toughen up. He said, I've been written out of the equation. 
I've been written out of the equation. And at first, at first, my attitude about these guys was 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 pretty hard hearted. It was it was it was like, look, I've seen you guys in action. I've got friends who are like that. Right. The problem is, let's use the ubiquitous scale of zero to ten. Don't act like you don't know what it is. I've seen women. My kid, when she was like seven, my oldest kid was seven. We went to some place, and some saleswoman had come up to us to say something or other. And my seven-year-old daughter looked at the woman in her face, looked at her feet, looked at the outfit all the way up. And when she settled back on the woman's eyes, she had did the, She had done this. For those listening on the radio, the moo, the facial expression that I'm giving right now is. I, I have assessed you and found you wanting. We can't we can act like we don't know, but everybody knows that, that the success of that website, hot or not, completely capitalized on the fact that we all have a genetic, innate understanding of the rankings of us and the people around us. Why do you think industries in America that uh, Industries worldwide that convince people of their unworthiness do so freaking well because people fundamentally, if I'm a five, I want to be a six. I'm a six, I want to be a seven. I start out at my height at six foot one and a half inches tall. I always wanted to be six foot three. It's a small thing. It doesn't, people call you, hey, shorty. It doesn't, none of that shit bothers me, but I'm just telling you. Did that, was that idea introduced into my head? Well, probably when I was six or seven years old and not six foot one and a half, you know, I, I had a thought that uh, maybe when I grew up, I would, I'm taller than my father. I'm taller than my mother. I'm, I'm, I'm taller than my stepfather, who was my virtual father from the age of six to 18. You know, six foot three, somehow, right? Set it thing right outside man i could really make that greatest you know dj record if i only had that synthesizer if i only had that compressor if i only had that one thing i don't have i would be there so don't act like this the numbering system doesn't exist it does exist and we all know it okay so what this guy is saying the beta is saying this cat peterson who i think that may be his actual real name uh, on the incel guy involuntary involuntary celibate guy what he's saying is I can't get on the fucking board. And this is fundamentally no 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 way to live, which is a compelling argument. The guy's 18 or 21 and he's throwing his hands up. Where's the place for me? One of the chants in Charlottesville where Jew will not replace us, the white supremacy cats. The fuck are you talking about? Jew will not replace us. So you're you're really fundamentally concerned that Jews are gonna take your jobs? That's not what we're talking about, really. Let's go back to the 60s. Let's overturn the stone from the 60s. And what do we find? We find Rosie Greer saying shit like, it's okay to cry. Even big guys do it. That's fine. It's okay to be. We don't want to be the stoic post-PTSD World War II generation where it's suppress, 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 repress, 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 and then you flip out and shoot up them all. No, not in the 60s. It was okay to be in touch with your feelings. Why? because your feelings were special. Why were your feelings special? Your feelings were special, and here we go, the rock that we uncover, your feelings were special because you are special. You are special. So now man, men have been given carte blanche to, 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 to embrace that specialness and to talk about their feelings. 
And men don't, typically don't get credit for being very communicative. But let me tell you, they've been speaking loudly since the 70s. There's a reason they call the 70s what? The me decade. They call the 70s the me decade. Women had now the birth control pill. Men were not buffeted about for at least a period of time by fears of life-ending diseases. You know, the clap, crabs could all be taken care of. These STDs all be taken care of. Visits to the doctor. Women were taking uh, uh, the pills. So, you know, a woman was, well, I want to have sex with a bunch of people. I don't want to get pregnant. And now I don't have to rely on a guy inconsistent use of a condom. I can take this pill. So it initially was a great time. Great time for people, you know, except for the fact that the guys were coming back from Vietnam hooked on heroin. There was a drug problem. If you live in a major city, there was a, there was a crisis, not an opioid crisis of people in Michigan killing, but a, an urban crisis of cats just coming back from Vietnam fucked up. We didn't have a name for it. Didn't have a name for it until the Gulf War, really. Right. Because guys came back from World War Two fucked up as well. Where do you think where do you think the Hell's Angels came from? These are guys that fundamentally couldn't the war, the war away and the war back home. They couldn't relinquish. They couldn't relinquish. They were all male groupings, army, uh, military structure, Hell's Angels, padding, identifying things and drinking and hell raising. Largely what they did when they weren't being shot at. So you were special. You're so special. You have a whole decade for you. A whole decade for you. AIDS hits. 81. Before that, it had been Carposa sarcoma. People knew something was up, the purple spots, the, the fevers, and then people started croaking, couldn't figure out what was going on, identified as AIDS and HIV. So partially the party ended because there have been twin engines. You know, there were articles on bisexuality chic, you know, the village people was big camp favorite. People were experimenting, you know, there's a spectrum. And, and But the good times, at least for the gay, the gay portion of the equation, kind of ceased in 1981, where I think I, I can't I had I just wrote an article about it. I can't remember how many people actually have died from AIDS and HIV, but millions. Right. So these are people who were with us. So the sobering of a portion of that community that had been involved in me, 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 embracing the me, leaving kind of heterosexual males like thinking. And then we got into the go-go 80s. If you watched American Psycho, that shit wasn't just a fanciful. That shit was legit. You couldn't go anywhere, any bar in lower Manhattan without running into the slick-backed hair douchebags. It was a thing. It was not just a movie thing. Like when you see Taxi Driver and you want to know about the mid-70s in New York, that shit wasn't just for a set. That was like really the way it, they just took the cameras out to the street. And, and Richard Kern, the uh, fabulous photographer who's got all his Tashin books out now, told me, Eugene, all this shit's going away. Times Square, the red light district. I go, you're crazy. It's never going to happen. Yeah, well, it happened. It's all gone. All of it's gone. So uh, so we get through the, the, you know, the 80s and these guys are making money. So I'm developing status. And with status, I can fuck with my ranking. A four, getting out of a fucking Maserati becomes an eight for a lot of people. Not me, but a lot of people, you know. Why? Well, because, I, you know, like there's a book by Fussell, not Paul Fussell, the bodybuilder. But, uh, God, I can't remember. He, he, the Fussells, F-U-S-S-E-L-L, are a pretty literary family. And Fussell has written a book on class, at least class in America, which purportedly has no class system or caste system. But don't believe that for a second. Like I said, you know, the whole issue and discussion of race in America, which really bores me typically, the reality of it is I feel fundamentally more comfortable with blue collar and working class guys than I do really with, with middle class or upper class guys. 
this is the base, you know, because you can legitimately be a friend with a working class guy who's different from you. He's like, I, he, this guy collecting Ku Klux Klan hoods, the black cat over America. And they made a movie about him and a TV show. He's been kind of churlish about it because he, uh, it's my skill. It's not that I'm special, but these these guys, these salt of the earth guys, man, if they like you, they fucking like you. Even if they're crazy racist, they're like, and that's been my experience with white supremacy guys. If you've read my stuff on Aussie, white supremacy and me, these guys are like, they're typically strength cultures over identifying with, you know, the super ego and, and the, you know, the absent father thing. And those values that they espouse are ones that come from absent father thing, Iron John, MRA, whatever. It's where we are now as well. It's not a real pedigree. They're not really dedicated to the pedigree. But, so, you know, if they're killing people for it, then who that, that's a, a pretty large commitment. I'm not out to make their case. What I'm out to say is, so we... Um, so we we have in the 80s we 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 rejiggered status by you know the, the absorption and adoption of status symbols. Okay, in places like New York, that's hard to do, really, right? Because everybody could get to work on the subway. You have no idea. California, there are all kinds of signifiers. In LA, especially, that's why people leasing business because you can lease the new car and people think, oh, he he just hit big. He's a serious player. Whereas if your car is a new car, even three years old, ah, he hit three years ago. He's out of it. Okay. So, and then the internet binds us all, right? It binds us all in, into this kind of, this, this uh, 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 what do you call those things that they used to have, the Romans used to have in the Colosseum. It binds us all into this Colosseum of status reconfiguration, right? Now, I know, I know, I, I know more than one I, it's not even anecdotal. At, at least five, say, Asian women who will not date Asian men, right? Even though it would make their parents super happy to do so. And like, except for my friend Kelly, who was Japanese and dating a Chinese woman. And, and that he, <laughs> she, he would go home for like Thanksgiving dinner with her. And it's like that with Woody Allen, the creep Woody Allen, but in Annie Hall, when he goes to Annie's family's place and they look down at the end of the table and they all see him dressed like a Hasidic Jew. He goes there and they, they wouldn't even talk to him. It, it was like a Jewish person dating a German person because of the whole rape of Nan King. They wouldn't, they're not forgetting that stuff. They didn't like him. But generally, these women are like, I don't want to date Asian men for whatever reason. They feel like brothers to me. Okay, I hear you. I got it. But they know it would kill their parents to bring home a Latino cat, a, even the wrong type of Asian cat, a Filipino cat, a Vietnamese cat. Nah, I can't they can't do that. Black, forget about the black guy. That's not fucking happening. So uh, they set their sights on on white guys, which is which is fine, because the white guys who fetishize Asian Asian women do so as a curiosity, but they also have their own pedigree. So it came with the internet came this idea that you could reconfigure your status and your standing, right? I don't have to tell you I have a car. I could put up a few pictures of Instagram uh, of me with my Rolls Royce. And you can come to your own freaking conclusions. I can sweep right or keep sleep, sleep, uh, sweep left on Tinder. So you have to understand that that societies all through history have propagated this notion that you young men are all special. It's not just the 60s. I mean, I said this whole turn, turn over the rock in the 60s, but that's not really the issue. Societies all through time have convinced young men that you're special. And then you know what they did? You were special 
that's why we need you to go fight the infidels. <laughs> it's like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You got doers, thinkers, and middle management. The doers and the thinkers get together and they tell middle management, the planet's about to be destroyed. We need you to go colonize a new one. And they shoot the middle management into outer space. The middle management is sitting on some far-flung planet, sitting around having meetings, waiting for the doers and the thinkers to show up, never realizing exactly that the doers and thinkers got rid of them. World War II, Germany, Hitler, you are special. World War II made you not feel special. The world had it wrong. You were special. And just to show you how special you are, we're going we're gonna to revive and, re and rearm and send you out, and you're going to... They will, they will know you through the ages. Typically, right after they tell you you're special, they get you killed. So you can die with that specialness, leaving, leaving the genetic pool to those who were <laughs> doers and thinkers. Doers and thinkers are, are, are surviving. Now, now, I remember getting into a discussion. I got four sisters. And uh, ranging in my my oldest sister is closest in age to me. He's like eight years eight years younger than I am. And my youngest sister is maybe oh, twelve years younger than I am at this point, right? So I'll be fifty six in August. So you know, so when we, but my sisters, who my father's daughters, we've had an inconsistent relationship because my father is crazy. And uh, his, you know, uh, separated me from them at odd times. But one of them came back in the early days of the internet. We were emailing back and forth, and she was still in college. She's subsequently gone on to the military and work at the NSA, uh, which she would not appreciate me talking about, I'm sure. But she um, she's an, was an intelligence officer in the Navy. And she came back, and she was like, what is it with, 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 with black cats and, and white women? And I go, what are you talking about? Let's let's talk about this. And we talked about it. She goes, is it a, is it a fetish? It's what is this this desire for the pedigree? And I finally said, listen to me very carefully. The issue is access to the gene pool because this unlocks your road to future generations. Right? People could come up with all kinds of convoluted political reasons for it, but that's consistently what it is. If underpinning mass genocidal movements has always been threat to the blood. In other words, a, a thwarted entry, a thwarted entry to the gene pool. So, yeah, you know, people have told me, yeah, black women give me dirty looks if I'm with my black boyfriend. Nobody gives a shit about the politics of it. Nobody really gives a shit about the politics of it. That's not really what we're talking about ever at any point in time. People are talking about access to the gene pool. People can't articulate it because it's operating on a genetic level. Have you ever been in the grips of an addiction? I was addicted to Little Debbie's spin wheels, pecan spin wheels. I would drive. I used to put the kids in the car. Hey, we're going to go to the store. And we, I ended up driving from Palo Alto to San Francisco before I found a safe way that would do it. Then get back in the car. And the kids are like, great, Dad, can we have one? I was like, <laughs> Uh, you know, I can't just be throwing these things around and everybody wants it. We've been in the car for an hour and 17 minutes. I finally found it. Then I started to identify every store in the Bay Area that actually had them. It's before I could figure out I could just go to, you know, I could go to Amazon and buy them. But Amazon wasn't selling food back in those days. So 
And then I was I would fabricate reasons, not entirely clear to me. I would fabricate reasons. I'd be like, ah, yeah, I'd really like to go see Jimmy. I don't want to see Jimmy. What the fuck I want to see Jimmy for? But I would go because I knew near Jimmy's house was a safe way. I, I, I just stopped. This shit is happening. It's happening on a subconscious level that if I slow down for a second and think, I go, oh, I see. So you get something. As, there's certain powerful things that we never think about. Even if you live with a with with a, a woman, the fact that the whole period cycle, guys are like, man, we fucking argue once a month. We can oh, oh, or dudes on steroids, like, man, I'm a sex addict. Really? Stop taking the steroids. See how much of a sex addict you are for a 47 year old man. Now, you know, no 47 year old man wants to have sex eight times a day, no matter how hot his woman is. Eight times a day. That's that's a job. So, oh, I got something in my eye. Sorry. So, uh, my eyes. And what is it? Could you look up on the internet? What does it mean when your eyes are stinging? My eyes have been stinging for like a week. I mean, it's not annoying, but they're just kind of stinging. Maybe I need to change my prescription on my glasses or something. My eyes are red, right? Just stinging. It's not magic. It really is happening. Okay. So, um, so they convince the men that they're special. They send them off to get killed. But it, it is actually increasing their access to the gene pool now the men come back they're dysfunctional they're not able to to garner to garner their experience for any kind of status increase the fours are still fours even after they've made this tremendous sacrifice hence hence the rage of rambo i was controlling divisions i was driving i was rolling men i had millions of dollars now i'm just nobody i can't get a job in a supermarket uh-huh and then I flash on the incel kid, Peterson. And he's like, you know, I'm out for the fucking count. I'm out for the count. And it, typically, because this, I've been hearing this argument and it's been existing on the periphery of my understanding for a long time. And I'm like, the problem is, in the early days, pre-internet maybe, the problem is that you have fours. And I figured out, a friend of mine was talking about it. He was like, he goes out to a club. You know, and he's not he's not a big coxman. He's not getting laid tons, but he goes out to a club and some woman comes up to him to talk to him and he turns to look at her. He's like, he says, like, Eugene, I'm comfortable. I'm realistically a four. A two comes up to me and talks to me. I'm offended. He goes, I'm offended that she would think that she could come and talk to me. It means that she thinks that I'm a two. I go, you got that. Sorry, I'm choking. You got that completely wrong. Because the way the system works, it's like nirvana. We talk about reincarnation. If you're living your life right, you cycle through your through several lives. You cycle upward. You see, everybody spends that time in samsara, you know, earthly play, and then you cycle. You begin cycling upward, unless you're fucking up, and then you start to cycle downward. Genetically speaking, this is the same kind of you know, this is the same kind of rise. Every two aspires to mate with a four because then their offspring is a three. Every, every seven wants to mate with a 10 because then the offspring is an eight or a nine. It happens. You can configure. I mean, just because a guy's a 10, you take a guy who's a 10 and an asshole, he could get beat out by a guy who's seven easily. Easily. Take a guy who's a four or five who can fuck really well, well, people will make accommodations. But the reality of it is what this kid is saying now with the internet comes this micro focus 
on that standing in total, from hot or not to tender, and they're wanting. He's he's emailing from some from news group, some woman. He says the guy in the Daily Beast. You can read it. It's Peterson Kent, and he they they like email back and forth for like a year. They are bona fide virtual friends. Of course, he waits a year to do what he has to do, which is to send a picture. And he finally sends a picture and he says, she writes back, I don't find you attractive. He's like, fuck, I know that. I know I'm not attractive. You asked to see what I look like. I'm just here talking. It's like, I'm at a disco. You walked all the way across the room to tell me I wasn't attractive. It's just what I grew up with. What hope is there for me? Is there any, and he, and he, and he said, all the other incels attacked him, called him a fake cell. Because the guy is trying to he's trying to improve his genetic lot. But if I interview with the person Daily Beast, maybe I get the I get a bump. Maybe I'm a two. Maybe I become a three. I get some notoriety. I have increased exposure to a gene pool that might open my avenue to the future. So in past times, I would say, like my friend who was outraged at the two would try to talk to a four. I said the problem is that you guys who are fours won't fuck fours. Yes, I know everybody wants, if you're a four, you want to fuck a five, or you're a five, you want to fuck a six. I got that. But your contempt for twos or threes, you know, puts you outside the system. Well, now, what this guy who's a two is saying, I would settle for a two. But what's happening is, guys with the internet, guys who are tens are dallying. Guys who are tens, yeah, okay, they, they, have, they have any number of suits for different occasions. The marry, if you're a guy who's a 10, the marrying kind, of course, is another 10. But you can have pretty good fun with seven, eights, and nines. And if you're really drunk, you have four, fives, and sixes. And if you have a perverse turn, ones and twos, why not? Which is decreasing the guys who are two and three, their access to the gene pool. Because if you're a two or a three woman and you've experienced a drunken eight, how happy are you going to be to go for a two or three man? Now you're out. You're done. You go, at the very least, I got to go with a three or four. So these guys are like looking at their futures, sitting in their in their parents' basement. In this case, his mother's basement, looking at, I got nothing but this forever. You don't think that breeds a certain, and depending on their bent, they have a, they, whatever the, their bent it, it fulfills this kind of pedigree. They either believe they're either going to blame Jews, you know, like I said, slaves didn't show up in America in tuxedos. They showed up naked. As a nature, racism in America at base level is sexual, and at base level has to do with access to the gene pool. Oh, don't you realize this country will be majority minority soon? Access to the gene pool. Access to the gene pool. Access to the gene pool. It's nothing else. Sorry. Well, I just don't like black guys because they, they what? Well, because they, they, they eat funny foods and they smell funny and they, they get the big, oh, the, the dick thing. Hey, okay, that's always factors in. Well, why don't you like Latino cats? Well, you know, because that old Latin lover thing. What the fuck? Right off the bat. So these guys are in a fucked up situation and, and the males and nobody's wanting to pay attention because it seems silly. Just like it seems silly. I really went to Jimmy's house just to go to Jimmy's house. I didn't go to Jimmy's house an hour and 17 minutes away because he happened to live near a Safeway where they had the, 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 the pecan, little Debbie's pecan spin wheels, which I am addicted to. That's not the, it just so happens. You know what? You know what? 
I can bullshit you guys, but bullshitting myself is unseemly. But this guy, this guy's argument is like, yeah, in the old days, I would have had access to fours and fives. I don't anymore. Thanks, Internet. Thanks. So every one of these five Asian women I know who only date white guys exclusively are now finding themselves not having a successful time. Because these guys, these white cats who are seven, eights, nines, and tens, they're playing. And they're under the same pressures too. Are they going to want to go through a hassle and bring home an Asian chick? Or they have to go, oh, go this thing with their parents? Who knows? I know white women who have been dumped by their black boyfriends because they, they, they couldn't, they couldn't, these were typically very light-skinned black guys, but they couldn't do that to their parents, they said. <laughs> In other words, have the next generation of their offspring be completely on the outside of negritude. <laughs> I know black guys with, with blonde hair and blue eyes. I, <laughs> I, that's a story I'll tell another time, but uh, a guy lived in my block on Rutland Road, David Brooks, blonde hair, blue eyes, father was black. Had no idea. Thought the guy was white. Can't tell. Can't tell. It didn't cause him any 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 undue misery, except maybe people would hey, go chase the white boy and be. No, you know him a bit. You know he's not white. Access to the gene pool. So this guy right now, he's got in my mind, you know. Uh, I, so I mentioned this to the wife, and she's like, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck those guys. Seriously, fuck those guys." You know, because when I, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> my wife made the ridiculous claim that she's a seven because she comes from Poland and she's modest and, you know, Poland is, spends a whole time hammering down the nail that sticks up. But she, trust me, she's a 10. I'm not just saying that because I'm me. I, just, I got eyes. I'm looking at her. All right. People seeing us in California, they're like, oh, shit, what, what is that 10 doing with that? broke homeless guy <laughs> they're confused it doesn't count it doesn't calculate in the california context they can't figure out why the fuck okay whatever but she goes when i was growing up the women that were twos would watch with anger you know and going through puberty so now we're like 13 or 14 would watch with anger as i walked down the halls and the other guys who were twos were like oh she goes i couldn't get from one place to the other at the school without people grabbing at me attacking me trying to get it it was it was horrifying at one point the twos the two women's the no level two women who were angry that they weren't generating this kind of attention lured her into a bathroom where two men were there I don't mean two men. I mean level two men were there, and they attempted to sexually to rape her. She gouged her eyes out, got out of the bathroom. This is writ large what's happening. There's a great frustration on the part of twos. The guy who was the incel at this point, he goes, the one who ran the people over in in Toronto goes, the fuck, man. Whether I'm I'm not getting laid out here, does it make a difference if I go to prison? At least if I go to prison, I have an excuse for homosexual activity. Though I'm not a homosexual, I can engage in it and I can have sex of some kind. This guy who does the Daily Beast interview, he's now being called fake cells by the guys who have the, the, the cell thing, the celibate thing has broken down into the think cells. Think cells are guys who are celibate because they're too smart, they say. But apparently not smart enough to fit, find their way out of their quandary. And there's a, there are a couple of other types of cells, you know, 
So I'm saying it's a legitimate problem because I could be run down by a van. I could be shot on the street. So therefore, in my mind, it becomes a real legitimate problem. Until until my life, my life and my livelihood is threatened, in my mind, it's not a legitimate problem. But I have a solution. I have a solution, and it's a distasteful solution. So my wife says, fuck those guys, fuck them, you know. They they get what they deserve. You improve your personality, you know, attend with a shitty personality, you know, he's only going to attract a certain type of person. A rich guy with, with a shitty personality who, you know, might be able to rejigger his status because he's got a lot of wealth. I know a lot of these guys. No way would they be able to get their wives. These guys are like fives. But they buy mansions and they get high and their wives have their, their tennis coaches stay over. Because when you're on a business trip, honey, it gets so lonely here and our house is so big. I let them stay in the guest room. Get the fuck out of here. Husbands put up with it. Why? Because when they go out in public, people look at his hot wife and they go, that guy's a five. But he's either got something in the pants. He's either got something in the pants or in the pockets that make this a worthwhile exchange. And they understand. It's a fake It's a fake status advancement, but he'll take it. Rather than spend the rest of his life stuck in the jail of fives, he's going to take it. Just for a brief glimmer. How often do they go out in public? A the briefest of glimmers to feel like a seven or an eight. What's the solution? I'm going to tell you easily what the solution is. Prostitution. Why do you think this is happening now? On the cusp of back pages having to be enforced out of business because of the sex trafficking thing, the SESTA FESTA thing, and, and, and Craigslist, you know, uh, uh, the personals going out. You may not have even used the personals on Craigslist, but it created the illusion that there was the illusion created that you could. That you, even though you were some kind of cell, incel, that your kink, maybe you're into cosplay, that your kink might line up with, with somebody else's. You might be a, a nerd cell or a think cell or one of these other types of involuntary celibates who somehow on the, you get the, the lazy Susan of, of, of possibilities crosses and then you get access to, you're almost there. This has made it much harder for prostitutes to do business in a safe way. And the reality of it is these cell guys are not getting into their cars and going to pick women up off the streets because nobody wants a situation where people are picking people up on the streets. Women who work the streets don't want to get in the cars with guys who pick up the streets. People who live in neighborhoods don't want guys picking up women in the streets, throwing the condoms out in your front yard. You got to bring your kid home. Is it what's happening in the car? That I, I don't want to explain. Everything gets ruined by everybody at all time in this toilet bowl earth. Fundamentally, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with, with prostitution. And then there's sex trafficking. I'm going to submit it here. I'm going to submit it here. I think prostitution is a solution. But I'm going to submit it here for the first time. My wife told me, you should keep it. Keep it under your hat. You can make a million dollars off of it. I said, yeah, you know what? It's like that Saturday Night Live skit. That's another thing I'm never going to do. You know, I'm never going to do this. But an Uber or Lyft for uh, for prostitutes. Right? (laughs) So it identifies all the process. Of course, this will never happen because logistically there are problems. I mean, clearly, if I have a vice squad, I would get this app too, and I would just arrest all the prostitutes in the area. Then I would look at the apps, and I would get online, and I would get all the Johns, and then I've done. You know, I've met my quota for the month. 
So generally, you probably have to start with legalizing prostitution, which is never going to happen because it's ruined by the sex traffickers, fundamentally pimps who are the middle management of, of the sex trade world, who essentially like, yeah, okay, well, if I take 15%, that's not as good as if I take 20%. If I take 60%, that's not as good as that. How about I just take 100%? I'll get your bank account. I'll make sure you get your doctor's bills on time. I'll pay your rent. You'll be fine. You don't actually need money. All you need is me. I'm your manager. At least online, you can have independent contractors like Mr. Pink was talking about it and Reservoir Dogs or actually was inveighing against. It's not my job that fought the ever she job. It's a number like uh, 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 Michael, uh, uh, what's the cat? The big guy, I can't remember his name now. He said uh, it's a number one way for, for women to improve the quality of lives, essentially change class, being a waitress. So you should help. You should tip. Now, I don't tip. Fuck, it's not my fault they have a shitty job, says Mr. Pink. Whatever. So um, you could do it. Barring that, there's still places that you, you know, Fet Life and all these others where you can hook up with people. But that takes a certain kind of boldness that if you're shy, you're never going to get to. But if you have never, if you've ever been locked into a situation, if you've ever been, this is why I talk about with Nazis in modern Germany, you can't deny a people a moral imperative because strange things start to happen. If they see a, a future of limited possibility, then it doesn't matter what I do now if tomorrow is always the same. There's no, like if, when I interviewed Evander Holyfield, there was no difference between, he said he, was, he would take an sa empty sandwich bag to school, fill it with rocks. So it seemed like he had something in the bag and he would rub oil on the outside. So it seemed like whatever he had in the bag, it was a sandwich, like a hamburger that was leaking through. He had nothing in there but dirt and an oily bag. He goes, when you're that poor, you could do anything. In other words, when your future prospects are so limited, anything could happen. Is this the responsibility of women? Absolutely not. But. Uh, you know, uh, these cats, uh, these cats, you know, I mean, how do you improve what, how do you improve? I mean, in the old days, in a random distribution, you know, if you had a woman who was five or six, and then she got, got tired of being a plaything for guys who were seven and eight, she would meet a decent guy who was a four and settled down. Not anymore. Not anymore. Access to the gene pool. What are you going to do? You know, people have been here in African American African American women complain for a long time. You know, was, you know, we got we got a crisis. If we only want to be with African American men, we got a crisis. Not aided by white women picking off our men. Access to the gene pool. Not my business. Access to the gene pool. Got it. Sorry. Sorry. You know what? Increasingly, there were articles about how how the date the 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 betas in a dating sense on these sites are finding each other. Fundamentally, African American women and Asian men. And I was like, ah, ah that's that's not like. And right after I read that article, I went out to like a movie theater and I saw like three couples: African American men and Asian women. They were happy as could be. Give a fuck, fuck you. But, you know, I, I, my access to the gene pool, they didn't have kids. They were just at the movies, but they seem to be having a capital time. So I'm going to have to say prostitution. That's the only what because prostitution creates if you're getting laid. 
they say people who have sex four times a week make more money than people who don't. Why would that be? I think probably because you're relaxed. You smell like a relaxed person. You feel like a relaxed person. You say something to somebody, they don't take immediate umbrage because it comes from a place of relaxed. You're not, it doesn't feel like an attack. That same kind of relaxation could be gained by a, a, a paid professional. Most guys, based on the prostitute friends I have, most guys actually, you know, if you see this porn recently, if you see this porn recently, it's really telling. What's the number one, you know what the new porn trend is? Incest porn. And you think, yeah, Eugene, incest porn. Not the incest porn that you expect. Not fathers and, and young daughters. No. No, because that's fucking creepy. And in the mind of people like incels, that's just a, another statusful uh, 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 cast coming down, marauding the, lo- the, you know. So a guy who's 40, who has his own house maybe, and several cars is now swooping down. So, it, you, know, it's, it, you know, I mean, these people are not really related in these porn scenarios, but th- this is the fiction. We can look, it gives us a, a telescopic, microscopic look into the, into the psyche of America. Not that kind of incest porn. You know what kind? Mothers and sons. Why would you think that is? I mean, there are plenty of places in which motherfucker is still a pejorative term. Why do you think the number one of the, the highest, the, the growth delta, the most interested in porn is, is incest porn with mothers and sons? Because for a lot of these cats, their mothers were the last woman to love them. And I talk to my, my, my prostitute friends and they go, you know, most of these guys, yeah, you know, the exchange of load is one thing. Most of these guys just want to fucking talk. You know? They just want to talk, you know, with a woman who's going to be nice to them. And, I mean, the sex is, these guys are not having sex for an hour. Sex is a very small portion of that hour. They're talking for the rest of the time. Got to spend time with the person. And if you get the GFE, the girlfriend experience, you can actually kiss your prostitute. It, it speaks to a crisis of intimacy, but more importantly, intimacy implies things that lead to continued access to the gene pool. Have you seen the, the these these uh, glory hole variants, purportedly places in Eastern Europe, where you walk in, you pay the receptionist, and you walk in, and there's a there's wall with pictures on the wall like printed out pictures on the wall and then typically there's like a shelf below with an ass there the picture on the wall seems to imply that the ass sticking through the the hole in the wall belongs to the face that's on the picture guys drop their they stand in line they drop their pants they fuck the ass coming from the wall it could be a setup i don't i don't know but that's not going to take off because that's not intimate. It, it, it meets a let you pay your money, you're in out five minutes. I don't know if you're that relaxed after that. An hour with a prostitute, they talk, you talk about movies, you do whatever, whatever they people do. And then they have sex at the conclusion of it. It's like a mini date. You know, I, 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 don't, I, don't know, I don't know how these guys who are living in their mother's basements, how they spend their money. But there used to be a website called Frugal Johns. They used to advertise when I did that porn site with me. They, uh, you know, you get prostitutes for fifty dollars. 
Of course, I don't know where you're going to go for your prostitute needs now that the Internet is shutting down. And is it comical? It's shutting down during the age of Trump. I interviewed Samantha 38G. Don't look her up at work. And she was like, I'm a Republican. I'm glad to be a Republican. I go, aren't they bad for business? Go, Republicans are great for business because they, they, they repress so much. Yeah, well, I don't know how they're going to find you now. The, the super wealthy guys I know who have been into, you know, they're all they're obsessed with poverty in a weird way. Hey, hey let, let's meet at your place. You live in a pretty bad neighborhood. So that that's my solution. Barring that solution or barring what other generations have done, which is typically just send these guys out to die. And if you have places like Stephen Mosher got fucked for suggesting he was at Stanford for suggesting that China was. In, uh, was involved in massive acts of infanticide by fucking with uh, because they had the one child policy so they were uh, uh, aborting the births of their females. Now they've got like 30, 30 to 50 million more men than they have women. It's a problem. They didn't realize it at the time it is a fucking problem. You gotta send these guys off somewhere to die because access to the gene pool in future generations is not guaranteed to anybody in China. Not at all. And it's going to breed social ills as it has already, as it is in America. Don't you tell a two that he's going to be two and tough titty. He gets in a van and he drives it through a shopping mall. That's it. So uh, uh, MMA, uh, the only fight to talk about this past week, I know there was some good grappling happening and some good grappling submissions in Bellator. If you've seen the Bellator intro, they've really upped their production value. But I watched the only fight worth watching, which was the Fedor, a uh, Fedor uh, Frank Mir fight. I didn't make any picks, but I Sorrell said I'm going to watch it. I go, it's going to be sad. I don't know what do you think is going to happen, but it's going to be sad. It's going to be sad. Well, 48 seconds later, it was over. It didn't have time to get sad, uh, and it was pretty action-packed. 48 seconds, you know, with with Mir knocking knocking uh, 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 Fedor down. And then Fedor fundamentally getting him on the sweeping end and just guys were rusty, got caught. I didn't pick either one because I, I decided I can't participate. I can't I can't participate in his sadness. You know, Fedor had Fedor still look, you know, you guys go in, you all look different, but you come out, you all look the same. What's that? Scared. It's not the same Fedor. He won the fight. Glad he won the fight. But it seems like he's a realist. And then, of course, immediately contingent to this fight. Uh, he was interviewed by the FBI. Why? People are like, what the hell? The FBI is talking to Fedor. Well, Fedor used to be connected to the Red Devil fight team in St. Petersburg. I know this because I spent time with the Red Devil fight team. The Red Devil fight team is also connected to, if you've read some of the stuff I've written in the fight book, Fighter, everything you ever want to know, but asking, but you're asking for asking, you could see that uh, um, uh, my, my experience in Russia, in St. Petersburg, you know, he's a heavy Vladimir Finkelstein, who pretty much single-handedly destroyed from M1, who destroyed Fedor's career by refusing to come to common cause with the UFC. And that was a symbolic pick. It, it shouldn't have been about cash and kind of squandered the best years of that guy's time. I'm not saying he would have had any idea, but to do a co-branded thing with the Baldwin didn't make any sense, even though Donald Trump could have actually talked to him because Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin with Red Devil's fight team, Donald Trump, there's some connection there. There's some some basis for talking to him, I guess. I don't know what it is. The pieces haven't been filled in on my puzzle. I'm just telling you from having been there. And if you read the fight book entree, you know that when I went to the fight in St. Petersburg, World Valley Tudo Championship, and was hanging out with those fights, that was a heavy fucking scene. 
I need to tell you in a most definable way possible. You know, people, oh, Russia's not our enemy. It's not the Soviet Union. Russia's, you know, Vladimir Putin's all right. You're buying the Trump line. He is all right to a certain regard, but they don't fuck around there. They're not, they're not fucking around. They're not, you know, they wanted the, the, the trail of that point, those couple that were poisoned in London, they wanted the trail to be known because they're sending a message. Why, if you do extortion, and I've talked to guy, interviewed guys in the fight book who were extortionists. Why do you kill a guy who owes you $50, but let the guy who, who owes 50000 slide? It, because you kill a guy who owes you $50, it doesn't cost you that much, and they, you send the message. I would do this for $50. That guy who owes 50000 you want that guy to pay that shit back. You don't kill him. Russians are sending messages. Don't fuck with him. Don't fuck with us. Vladimir Putin won't be in power always. There are no Castro's in power in Cuba, Cuba anymore. But uh, as long as I'm here, you're dancing to my tune. That's it. Elections? Yeah, yeah, we'll have elections, window dressing for you guys. But that's it. So that's what happened, you know, with Fedor. Fedor won the fight, um, you know, and, and uh, there's an expectation that he'll win the tournament. Right, Matt Mitrione and his left, and you got Ryan Bader and uh, Ryan Bader against oh my god, who is he? Um, uh, King Mo, you know, these guys are gonna get beyond who knows, but if you yes or no, it doesn't matter, does it really? I don't think it does. So, you know, what to do, what, what to do about the men thing? I, I, I'm sorry for the pat half ass solution of prostitution as very, very possibly the key, but I, I, I can't really think of how you mollify a two other than, other than that. These guys are shy, you know, um, and they, you know, you can buy a certain amount of social skill, but I, I don't know what to tell you, but you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Turns out this guy, the Golden State Killer, what the guy was a former cop. What precipitated his what precipitated his murderous raping rampage? He was scheduled to be married. His wife, his fiance dumped him. It's not her fault. She was just a canary in the coal mine who realized this guy was a fucking nut. But after he raped these people and before he killed some of them, they would hear him crying, Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie. In other words, in other words, his problem became our problem. And the problems of twos will be problems for everybody. Is it a solution that tens should start stop swooping on fives, fours, threes, and twos? I'm not going to say that. There are plenty of couples that you see on the street. You're like, oh, my God. How did that four woman end up with that ten guy? You don't know. Maybe they really love each other. You know, it does happen. People say, I like the inner person. Every single person who's ever said to me, I like the inner person. I've never known them to go out with somebody who weighs 100 pounds more than them. So that means people who weigh that much more than you, they're no matter how cool the inner person is, they're out. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, well, fuck you. Because you don't really care about the inner person. That's fine. I, that's fine. We're asking you to gamble on something your entire life. It's so in my mind, this cast system is fine. Unless you're gonna say a four is a ten because he's got a Rolls Royce, and then you're gonna find yourself screwed. Like one woman said, you marry for money, you frequently end up earning every single penny of it. This one woman said to me, and she was hot. She goes, uh, yeah, that's that's my husband over there. And she points to a very rich uh, but very short, bald guy who's maybe about 10 years older than she is, which means that he was he was about three years older than me. 
and she was about 10 years old, younger than both of us. And she kind of, she's telling me this. I felt uncomfortable. It's at my kid's school. She says, yeah, you know, my ideal version of a man was tall and muscular and, you know, it's not what I got. Actually, I used to be in TV as well. She had found out I'd done TV and movies. And she goes, I'd done a TV show. I was on an aerobic show. And and uh, I was with Bruce Jenner. And I just thought he was like the, he was the sexiest guy ever. Well, it looks like this this five who was super wealthy and got himself up, ratcheted himself up to a seven, eight. It looks like he did all right by himself, right? Right? Because what? Be, be, because... Because he didn't decide to become, you know, he wasn't unhappy with his assigned his assigned uh, uh, gender. She'd have been unhappy if she was with uh, Caitlyn now, I'm guessing. Don't know. But I'm guessing now she feels better about her choice. I would hope so, at least. Don't know if she's having as many coaches spend, spend the night over. Who knows? But it's hard to be locked into a future that's going to be unacceptable. And the reality of it is you got to marry as high as possible on that cash scale to be fucking happy. There's a lot of flex room. If somebody's a nine, they can drop in certain regards. It's like a paramutual system, like a, like a stock market. They can drop in certain segments and go up. And you got a lot to work with. If you got an eight or a nine, you got yourself a th two or a three. They got to be on all the time because any drops, you're like, what the fuck? You weigh 300 pounds, you smell bad, you can't keep the house, you're broke, and you fuck poorly. Why am I with you? Nah, you got to be, there's a lot of work to be a two. And if you're living in your mother's basement, you're not putting in the work. Doesn't make sense because you're not going to get any twos because they're all being snapped up by guys who are 10 and want to play. But you could go to a prostitute, you could lose a stink of desperation, and maybe you get somebody on the uptake, even an errant, a prodigal too. But you got to do something for yourself other than kill the rest of us. Why? Because then I'm just going to start sending you out to war. And you're going to come back fucked up, but at least the guys who figured out how to get out of it will be up on that genetic scale 10 points higher than you. Anyway, I've gone on too long. I blabbed. I went over my allotted hour. I think it's not like anybody gives a shit anyway. This is V16, the Eugene S. Robinson show stomper. What's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter with men? I did a song once. You can find it on the internet. Uh, what's all this? What's all the noise about boys? <laughs> you can type in my name and say it come up. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday morning, uh, no, Tuesday at 7.20, we do If I Did It, immediately followed by If the Shoes Fit, If I Did It has PR kerfuffles in the world of MMA, excuse me, If the Shoes Fit, PR kerfuffles outside, we get free PR advice. Uh, Wednesday, there will be a, not a care, don't care preview that that I am for because I'm going to be traveling, touring on the new Boonwell record for a little bit. I'll have internet, so I'll try to do this show again next week, no guarantee, but I'm back very soon. So have no fear. Right, I got to do some housekeeping stuff. So maybe in about 15 minutes, we'll start with You Kill Me, film, Kasha and Eugene's film reviews for Reprobates. And we're going to do a double header this week, uh, the Avengers movie and A Quiet Place, the one and two movies in America. So if you don't want to be spoiled, well, we're not, we don't really spoil. It's like this show. We got philosophical underpinnings. 
don't listen. If you subscribe to this channel below, you'll get an announcement when we're about to do it. But it's about, it'll be about 15, 16 minutes from now. I got I got some housekeeping stuff to do. But thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Stomper. I finally figured out how to list it so you guys can pay me for this. If you want, you don't want, that's the kind of person you are. Anyway, we'll see you soon. And we'll end the show as we always end the show. Look what you made me do! Ah!